0: Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. I'm Josh Horowitz. If you didn't know it by now, you're listening to my podcast. So thanks for that. Um, This week on the good old podcast, um, a super duper awesome affable chap by the name of Justin Long. Uh, He is somebody I've talked to only a few times, but uh, each and every time... um, you know the certain people you get a kind of get a sense of. you you share um a sensibility a, a worldview a sense of humor most importantly, and Justin certainly fits that bill um he uh is of course starring in a new film that belies that that uh that sweet demeanor uh he's in a gloriously uh insane movie called Tusk. Um, which is about to come out, um, in which he's, he is the star, uh, alongside uh, Genesis Rodriguez and Haley Joel Osment uh, and the amazing Michael Parks. And it's directed, written and directed by um, crazy Kevin Smith. Uh, I say crazy because you'll hear us talk a little bit about the uh, film in this, but uh, suffice it to say, this is a film uh, in which Justin goes through hell uh, and is turned into a walrus. yeah. So, uh, look forward to that. Uh, it is crazy, bizarre, and really disturbing, and has haunted me for the last few weeks. So, uh, if that's your bag, go check out Tusk. Um, it is certainly unique and fun, and, uh, oh, also has Johnny Depp in it, um, which, the cat's out of the bag, uh, that's public knowledge, so I'm gonna say that, because that's kinda cool. He's got a sizable role in it. Um, so anyway, Justin popped by the office, uh, did a crazy little bit for me and for an After Hours segment you guys should check out uh, next week, um, starring Jessica Chastain and James McAvoy and a little cameo by Justin. But, um, but the main event here was the podcast, the long conversation here about uh, all things Tusk and uh, Galaxy Quest and our mutual love of Woody Allen movies. Um, Justin's a good dude. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation uh as always hit me up on twitter joshua horowitz uh so many cool guests to come uh next week uh if all goes according to plan one of my favorite 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 filmmakers i don't want to uh, jinx it but uh it's going to be a good one but for now here he is mr justin long Welcome to my creepy, white, big yeah, office. Yeah, my god. This is not normally where I do my conversations, but because we're making you do a green screen bit after this... We're the ether-covered rags. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. This is a THX 1138, the office.
1: It is a pleasure to be here. Exactly.
0: Um, thanks for coming by though. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah. We were just talking. We were both in Toronto. Sadly, we did not cross paths, nope. but um, I was telling you I was privileged enough to be, I think maybe even the first journalist, I don't know what that says about what they think of me, um, to see Tusk. Test it out on Josh. If he doesn't like it, we're just not
1: re- releasing it. <laughs> exactly. In what may be the most fucked up movie of the year, uh, Yeah, Tusk. I hope. I hope it is. Let's hope so, right? Yeah. <laughs> because the new Step Up movie had already come out right and so. How to Train
0: Your Dragon 2 Disappointed it wasn't as yeah. fucked up as we were
1: expecting <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, yeah this one's pretty uh, it's, it's out there I don't even know how to encapsulate it people are like oh so is it was a comedy is it a horror it's, right. it's a little sprinkling of, of everything but it's really just it's weird um, and it might help to explain a little bit about how it was conceived and the yeah this is a business,
0: this is this is a new one yeah twitter uh was yeah.
1: really involved in this one what yeah, happened? yeah very, very much so uh kevin smith who uh wrote the writer director kevin smith um he had been since his last movie he's been doing pretty much just podcasting right. um and on one of his podcasts they uh they started talking about a story that was um, about a, a, an ad that was taken out in this British version of Craigslist called Gumtree, and the ad was uh, something along the lines of, uh, I'm looking for someone to come stay at my place, free room and board, the only stipulation is you have to dress as a walrus for two hours during the day. A very common Natural. request, <laughs> uh, and and I guess uh, enough people responded so that he had to post a follow-up one that said, um, thank you very much for all the submissions, but I found no followers. So. This and, and the whole thing turned out to be a hoax. But before Kevin knew that, he 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 just thought it was the greatest thing, and yeah. he started because it kind of is. And he, uh, in in a, in a fog of um, THC, he kind of expounded on it a little bit, and um and thought it would be just make a great movie. And but he couldn't tell. He said, "Would this be a great horror movie if this happened? And only instead of a suit for two hours, it was like permanent." Right. And he said, if you think this is, this will be a great movie, uh, hashtag walrus yes. And if you think this is ridiculous and should never be done, hashtag walrus no. And the next day on Twitter, there were like an unbelievable amount of walrus yes. <laughs> and, and, but then you think like, well, yeah, but they're his followers. Right. So there's that bias. And like, I'm not second guessing it. It's a little too late for that. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. oh, this <laughs> is, is the greatest <laughs> thing to
0: come out of Twitter. <laughs> Outside of the ALS challenge and stop Coney and all that, yeah. I would put this in the top three. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh,
1: and, and, and maybe the um, Arab Spring, uprising. maybe the, the situation in Tunisia. Is similar. Let's say top 10. Top 10, okay. okay. Let's uh, come to an agreement. I don't want to split hairs here. Shut
0: but um, what do you think it says about Kevin that he comes to you? Okay, he writes a script, he humps up the story, and he comes to you. And what
1: do you think it says about you that you say yes? Because the first part of that, I don't. I don't know what it says about how he sees me, and I'd like to think it's a positive thing. But I'm also, um, I, I also don't necessarily have the high, the greatest self-esteem, and so I think it. There have been moments where I thought, is, does he just like? Does this mean maybe subconsciously that he doesn't really like me? That he would subject <laughs> me to this kind of thing? Because what happens to this my characters is. is uh, it's pretty gruesome in a creative way, but it's very it's, it's horrendous. Yeah, it's like it's, I have to say a worse nightmare is to not even like who would have this nightmare <laughs> exactly? <laughs> that's that's giving way too much uh, value to to nightmares. Yeah, that's insulting to nightmares. <laughs> right. Nightmares are like we're not this fucked up. We wouldn't do this. Uh, yeah, it's 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 that, and so. Um, but then of course I, I was also really I was so flattered that he asked me to do it, and, and, and uh, it, if you ever want. Inactive to do anything, you just lead with flattery. And, right. and he sent me this email that was um, that was very much that. And it was just uh, flattering and, and flattering that he had asked me. And so I went into the script knowing that I was going to do it regardless because I'd also worked with Kevin and um, and had the, I just loved working with him. And he would give me some. Yeah, he was just one of those guys. He would give me a lot of freedom and. I trusted him, and, and uh, so I was gonna do it regardless. Do you think it's just, he has a lucky body chemistry in that, you know, the, the old adage is that pot
0: doesn't necessarily um, make somebody ambitious, and yet he is like, he's
1: six podcasts, like a week, he's got like a movie a year oh, at least. He's the like most he, prolific, yeah. As is Seth Rogen. Seth is an right. incredibly productive guy. and are just and I, the right, the right I, strain of it. They must be, because Seth, because <laughs> Kevin started smoking. Yeah, Kevin never smoked before Seth. Seth introduced Kevin weed, and, and so I, I've actually smoked. I think uh, Seth's stuff, and, and it's really strong. I, really, as is Kevin's. So like the, the night I met, I, I, I went to meet him um, to discuss the movie, and uh, he, he, you know, I, I took just one hit of this stuff just just to kind of like fit in and like be cool because <laughs> it's Kevin Smith, and like I feel like it would be rude not to. Right. It's um. It's like when you go to a foreign you know country and, and you turn the down the food. Of the. Yeah. Yes, it's rude and, and out of respect to Kevin. I I smoked and, and I was like, Pff. and he just went through like two and a half blunts, like they were just like they were cigarettes. Like he was. Does uh, he do that during production too? I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you kind of just said yes. I'm not gonna say yes. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I don't know how he does it. I mean, like I was, the next day I was like, oh, he, and we had like, we were, I had these ideas about some of the things in the script and, and, um, and so we were discussing a lot of like a, a lot of the script. And the next day, I thought, like, oh, he's not gonna remember any of that. Like that was just such a waste of time. It was fun, but right. like, and within four or five days, he had implemented all of these things we talked about so perfectly, so in such a funny, great right. way. Um, I don't know. I, I don't get it because I, I wish I could. I smoke, and I'm like, let's watch Seinfeld and go to bed.
0: <laughs> <You know? laughs> but. Uh, uh, What's amazing to me about the movie, like, because like you hear like the log line, you hear the like the the description of it, it's like your mind can't even fathom what it looks like. It's the specificity yeah. of like what happens to you that is like, it is beyond the pale. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. I mean, like, so <laughs> did you guys like go through like when you saw like what it was gonna how it was gonna be Yeah. Like, what did you think? It was
1: Robert Kurtzman, who's an incredible special effects guy. He he's worked everything from Evil Dead Two. Dawn. so I was like a nerdy fan of his going into it and and he did it so fast it also from the time the idea was conceived to the time we, were, we showed up on set was a couple months I right. mean, it was like it was nothing and uh, so he had very little time to work on this which makes what he did that much that much more impressive uh, but the issue that they had um, that that was prevailed up until like a couple of days before we shoot about the suit about the whole thing because I don't want to give too much away but right uh, the issue was about the mustache, and because um, I, not <laughs> mine, I had grown my mustache. Uh, a because I just felt like he was like a mustache kind of guy. Right, he was like kind of like a like a Bruno Kirby, like gay. I, I don't know. He struck me as like um, he, like, he was like a DJ and kind of smarmy and like. Right. I just think that was the, the persona that he had created for himself was a yeah. mustache guy, and I had always wanted to have a mustache <laughs> in a movie and. Um, and, and I thought it was like good foreshadowing for any potential walrus-related trauma that I might suffer. Right. Um, and what I realized is that walruses, uh, there's something that I do have in common with walruses is that we, we grow similar facial, we have similar facial hair patterns. I, I, right. I have very strong follicles, very bristly, like wiry follicles, but they're sparse. Right. And if you look at a walrus, they, you see that they have a similar, and nothing down here, Oh, interesting. I can't grow a thing I'm down, sorry. Over, down. I don't know if you be sorry, I don't no. know what it, it worked for. I didn't this. know what
0: the proper response was. <laughs>
1: I just feel sympathy. God bless <laughs> you. Uh, um, no, no, sympathy is correct. Yeah, sorry <laughs> is right because it's weird and it's right. like, and I, I, God bless my girlfriend for hanging in there the whole shoot because it was. Uh, well,
0: this is what actually literally was my next question. It's like, has your girlfriend seen the finished film and has yeah. she touched you since
1: seeing it? <laughs> That's when I knew she loved me. That's for that, uh, love. Yeah, it, it, even worse, she um, I, she had to suffer through for this pilot. I did. I had a, I had a bowl cut. I was like, um, but it was one of those great old like, 70s style like Janice from from Three's Company. Right. It was un- <laughs> under here like Connie Selica. Yep. Didn't she had one of those. Yep. Um, and that was even more horrifying than the mustache. It was a perfect bowl cut, it goes in the back and. Uh, the, the, the hairstylist, kept, his name was Calvin, he kept saying, look at you, you're bouncing and behaving. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? Is that you? Finally, I said, you, is that your catchphrase for things? He's like, no, oh, it's a commercial from the 80s. Don't you remember that one? From like 1980, 1979. I was like, how old do you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, bouncing and behaving. But it was. But um, well, the mustache was, she, she put up with it.
0: So the... Um like I said, so Toronto, which you we you and I both just came from, it had its like big world premiere there. Um, it's got to be like immediately vault one of the top five premieres of
1: one of your films ever. From what all accounts, it was like insane, right? Yeah, it was it was the best. It was so fun. It was the, the perfect way to watch that movie. Yeah. Um, it was a midnight madness screening, so people were. It was midnight, and people were in fact <laughs> there was a lot of madness. Right. It was great. It was, and they gave away all these uh, tusks masks, and, right, and yeah. walrus masks and. Um, yeah, I mean they're doing a lot of interesting tie-ins with with the movie. A twenty-four is distributing it, and they're just geniuses with, with uh, the marketing they're doing.
0: Are we about to talk about by now the gentleman in the film? Also, I think so. Oh, yeah. it's, it's out now. It's right? Kind of out now. Okay, so Johnny Depp uh, is in it, yeah. and uh, so there've been rumors uh, about this prior to me seeing it a little while back. But I wasn't, ex- it's not just a cameo. Like no, he's no. like full
1: on <laughs> yeah. like major role. <laughs> it's a big part, he's in the movie. He only worked two days, but... That's amazing. The, Kevin really made it, you know, stretched it out, and uh, he he used them to great effect. Yeah. He's, he's in it. Yeah. So you didn't get to do uh, too much with him, sadly. No, unfortunately. I, I came both days they were shooting uh, yeah. uh, just to watch, because it was like, how many, how many opportunities do you have? To see that, not only was it like Johnny Depp, but it was Johnny Depp doing a great, like crazy crazy Johnny Depp character that I hadn't seen him do in a while, and and, uh, it it felt like—I don't want to speak for him, but it felt like he had a lot of fun doing it. Seemed like he did; Uh, he really relished doing this. It was weird character, great though, really inventive, and uh, well, you saw it.
0: Yeah, totally. And and apparently, that character is continuing in the the new film he's doing now.
1: Yes, so he had such a good time doing the character and and working on it that. uh, Kevin's doing a, a kind of a continuation of, of the movie. He's taking two of the minor characters from Tusk right. and giving them their own their own movie. And, and Johnny's character from Tusk is going to play a more prominent role. He's yeah. like written like, you know,
0: obviously there was the view askew universe in the beginning, and now it's like this whole separate... It's very askew. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this
1: is super askew. This is the fucked up askew. <laughs> yeah. Askew is such a gentle word exactly. for what it is.
0: Um, wait, I heard you invoke Vince Vaughn as inspiration a little bit
1: for... Yeah, well I this was guy. thinking about the guy I'm playing, I play this guy Wallace Brighton who's a podcaster and he's a, he's a born st- storyteller, he's yeah. just a great storyteller and, and um, I, I kept thinking about Vince Vaughn because he is, uh, of all the people I, I, I've ever known, he is the greatest storyteller I think I've ever met. He's yeah. just a natural, you know, he's always, he's always going on about it, he spins a great tale and he would get mad at me for saying that, tale, I don't talk like that, you're trying to make me sound more interesting and weird than I am. Um, but he, uh, but I kept hearing his voice yeah. um, and I kept, and we would do a fair amount of improvising and for some reason when I think about great, when I think about great improv and great funny improv, I, I go right to Vince because he's the best. I mean, he's, yeah. a, he and Fred Armisen, they're, some of these guys are just, they're geniuses, you know, uh, and he's, he's just got that very fertile mind and so I tried to, I think I was, I didn't know I was doing it but I I, I just listen to some of the movie and hearing, hearing it, seeing it for the first time, and I, I'm it's like,
0: oh, I hear Vince in there. So it's funny, even from my perspective in, in talking to Vince over the years, like he's the best like passive, aggressive, slow build, even in my interactions with him. It's yeah. just like, I never know. Like, the first time I talked to him, I was like, I think he might hit me. Like I'm <laughs> pissing him off because I'm trying to give it back to him and I feel like he might hit me. Yeah. And I'm still not sure.
1: Yeah. But it's done in this, there's a, a warmth to it that it, when you get to know him, you'll yeah. see it comes out and... In very subtle ways, yeah. but it's there. I mean, like it's all done. If he, if he, you know, if he um, goes goes with you like down one of those rants, yeah, uh, he, it means he likes you. <laughs> he's like going toe to toe with you.
0: Yeah. He sees a treat. So, okay, so last time I spoke to you, you came by, um, we talked about, among other things, uh, probably a big cultural touchstone for
1: both of us. We're virtually the same age, so Back of the Future was a big one for both of us. Yeah, the, so b- the biggest. Right? I mean, yeah, I've been talking a lot about, um, it's so much so that, I, I, I forgot about this, but uh, people, a lot of Canadian. we were just in Toronto with the movie, as you mentioned, a lot of Canadians, there were some Canadian jokes in the movie, because it's about an American that goes to Canada to do the story, and uh, there's a lot of sorry, sorry, <laughs> Not even jokes. I'm just like commenting yeah. on how Canadians say sorry and um, and s- s- this one journalist kind of took offense I think they were like lighthearted, but she kept bringing it up to the point where I th- think she may have really been offended and She's like, I'm not I'm not I'm just joking but like seriously, we don't say we don't say like that. <laughs> And 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 I realized like and I said, well, we're not really making fun of sorry. I in fact when I was a kid and I had forgotten this I I used to say sorry like sorry I would say it like Canadians because I was such a big Martin J. Fox fan that uh, I just tried to... I emulated him in every way. I tried to... Like, sorry? Yeah. Like, that kind of, like... He would little... say sorry, because he was Canadian. Yeah. So, you know, in family ties or whatever, he... he I don't think he said a boot. I think he had corrected that, but... Corrected. Right. He had changed that. <laughs> that little... the, he now does it the right way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not like some crazy, <laughs> backward people. What are you saying? <laughs> uh, uh, oh, about? But I, uh, but I think the sorry is something that I, even to, uh, to this day, I sometimes will slip into it. Just yeah. Just because... And, and a lot of his, even his hand mode like, I do this a lot. I use my hand. <laughs> Doc, Doc, are you telling me? Like, there's a lot of, uh, yeah. I don't I mean, know what it is, because I remember. What I,
0: it is. I saw, I think, this is my memory of seeing it. it was, this was crazy. I, I had this tradition. I would go to, like, sleepaway camp, and I, I would get back, and because I miss all the summer movies, yeah. like, I would pack them in the one day. And I think I saw these three movies in one day. This was, like, a hell of a summer. I think I saw Back to the Future, Teen Wolf, Whoa. And real genius, all in one day. Oh
1: wow! This is when movies were made the right way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Teen Wolf, I loved. I mean, I I, I, I still those movies still hold up for me. I don't know what it, I uh, since seeing you that yeah. time. I actually lived out like a real childhood fantasy. Like maybe like the top one, and I got to I got to work with Michael J. Fox. Really? I got to I did a part in his show, and um, I. I tried so hard. My big fear was that I would try so hard uh, not to nerd out on him that I would like overcome him. Be and an yeah, asshole. yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Because that was that's the only direction I can head. If I had <laughs> if I went in a natural direction, I'd be like literally all over him. Right. I'm not misusing <laughs> that the way people do. Um, and he was, and I, you know, but he was, and he, would, he was telling a story about casualties of war, and like, and I'm like I know, I know, I know. And I, and I tried to hold myself back from being too, but every, I, everything he said i yeah. uh, i relished and then i realized like um that i was being weird i was like being like over listening and so I, I tried to modulate behavior but uh <laughs> you were like way too much at this moment you just were a lot of like uh-huh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 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 like your reaction time's are a little bit too quick yeah yeah, yeah i think so. <laughs> yep I know, home, right 1987. Yeah. of war yeah. of war i yeah i know that <laughs> uh yeah and 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 I didn't want to reveal that I knew too much about him because I' going write his books, and I know um <laughs> but uh just the stories you tell were like, yeah. oh. great it was surreal and 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 the the other thing I had had an opportunity to meet him, but i i I always hesitate that's why we were talking about Woody Allen, and you got to sit down with him and but meeting your heroes how Dangerous it is, and um, I, I I usually don't really? jump at the uh, at the chances. So if you're
0: at a party and okay, so who's another one outside of like Michael J. Foxy put at that pedestal? You think? Um, uh,
1: well, uh, I guess Steve Martin. Yeah. I would say is up there. And he's Martin Short. A, yeah. Um, so again, if you see Steve Martin at a party, you would never go up to him. I, I don't think so. just because he does seem like he's a real intellectual. In he in particular, yeah. Like, I don't know
0: what you would like. Where do you go? Because the places you want to go, he doesn't want to go exactly
1: and I've heard that about that's why I'm so excited for you slash jealous that you got to yeah. have the Woody Allen thing because I've heard that too about him is that he's you know I would never co- go up to him and it would be too tempting to like really want to have a conversation so was
0: Woody a big one for you growing up? Oh
1: huge yeah, Woody, what, were, yeah. what were the big ones? That... I, Love and Death was always one that's my know. favorite comedy oh literally. literally of his no kidding yeah. Obsessed my there. mother, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the greatest. Um, Olga Hampton was younger than younger Hampton. Exactly.
0: It's genius. It's I genius. Not enough people have seen Love and Death. I feel like it's a little bit, I mean, people know it, but like, it's not in the pantheon. Yeah. It should well, be.
1: And my dad was a philosophy professor, and right. like, he was into the existentialist, and so there, and, and, and uh, all of that stuff. Fields of wheat. the wheat. Rippling <laughs> wheat. <laughs> wheat. Oh, it's so good. It's. I tell everyone about it, the Village Idiots Oh, come welcome idiots. Welcome idiots. <laughs> So good. It's uh, people forget like the great um, kind of lower brow humor that, that yeah. Woody exhibited, and, and the slapstick, like played against Sam. There's it's the funniest sequence of things um, in that movie when he when he flings the record. Yeah. remember that? Yeah. <laughs> he flings it, and he points. It. He does this stuff. Yeah, it's so good. I, I recently rewatched uh, Take the Money and Run, and I think that contains my uh, the single best physical comedy gag when he. Um, he plays the cello in the marching band. He has keep sitting down. He has to keep sitting and, <laughs> and running for it. <laughs> so
0: good. That's brilliant. Um, also, I would venture to say brilliant, taking it back to your amazing, illustrious career. You talked to one of our guys recently about uh, the, the film we all love, Galaxy Quest. Hmm got a lot of attention like that article that like we did kind of like a what's what is it 15 20 years on some kind of like yeah that's great that you guys did that, that was awesome. um yeah i was like that i had nothing to do with it but i was like that someone was smart enough to do it with you yeah. guys um
1: so that was the first film galaxy quest right that was it that was the first one it's crazy yeah. it was uh, i had done a pilot uh and the sister of the woman who cast the pilot was casting galaxy quest and so i it was the, i think it was maybe the first movie I, one of the first movies i auditioned for and and the first time I remember being in an audition with like, what I, at the time, I thought I considered to be movie stars. There was like uh, Eddie K. Thomas and Kieran Culkin and, and right. Tom Everett Scott. Those were the guys in the room. And I was like, I I'm, have I'm no chance. <laughs> These guys are like, um, and and this, yeah, I was a were huge. You, were you into Trek or, or Star Trek at all? I was I was a, not really. No, I was a Star Wars guy. Okay. I was really into Star Wars and, and uh, never into Trek. But, I remember the day before we started sh- shooting, and I've been we've been rehearsing a little bit with the director, or maybe I just done my first scene, and I said to to um, the director of Galaxy Quest, uh, I said, Dean, I think I feel like I'm doing a little too much, or like, because I was doing a little bit of I was obsessed with Phil Hoffman in um, Boogie Nights at the time. I was just you know, that scene where he's like, fucking idiot, <laughs> I'm fucking idiot, fucking... <laughs> That, like, I was just out of I dropped out of college, because I saw him in that, and then, like, happiness, and I was like, I gotta, this is, I gotta try it. Yeah. Right? I gotta just see if I can do it. And, um, and so there was a little bit of, Phil from that and my like comic book guy, I was doing like, you know, best episode ever. There's was <laughs> a little mix. I was, But it, it felt like sort of extreme. I look at it now and I'm like, it's not that extreme. It's kind of me. I'm just kind of playing myself. But at the time, I was like, am I doing too much? And um, Dean gave me a, a documentary. He gave me Trekkies to watch. Amazing doc, yeah. Amazing documentary. And he said, take a look at this kid. And there's a kid in it whose name That's Brandon. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're time. talking about. Yeah. His name's Brandon as well, and they kinda of modeled the character. That's fascinating. And I saw him, I saw this kid who's so committed to the show and to, you know, if the epaulettes are two millimeters yep. to the left, there's a big problem. And I thought, oh, shit, I'm not doing enough. Right. Like, <laughs> this guy's this is a real guy. Yeah. You met uh, uh, the great Sam Rockwell, I assume, on that one. Was that where you the friendship yeah. began? And that was the best part of that movie, was that I I got to meet Sam, and Sam and I have become yeah, he's like he's like a brother. Sam has become a real good friend, and then we actually became good friends. We—he was the one guy in that movie that kind of took me under his wing, and you know, because uh, I had never been to LA, I had never forget being in movies. I didn't never been—I don't think I'd been on a plane. I was like, right. and he took me out. He got—he introduced me to Phil Hoffman, like who was you know here, and uh, yeah, he really looked out for me. Sam still does.
0: I mean, you you two you two share something that like I mean we kind of alluded to in the beginning of talking about Tusk is like you'll go to extremes, like there's, you throw vanity out the window, you're willing to make a fool of yourself
1: if it, if it will serve the, the scene. Any comparison to Sam is very flattering, that's, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like I've learned from guys like that from watching, I mean, look like how I'm, there's no vanity in the performances that I really liked Sam's, uh, like a green, he had just done Green Mile, which is like, he's disgusting, right. and he's, and Phil and happiness is like jerking off on the bed, and like there was no, these guys had no, it was almost like the uglier the better, Right. you know. And, and um, I never had any vanity. I've always, I've always admired that, and you know, been striving for something like that.
0: So was, was it relatively soon after that, that that you did Ed? Was that the next kind of yeah. like extended, obviously <laughs> big gig for
1: you? Because it was the it, uh, the Galaxy's Quest came as a result of the pilot that I did, and that pilot didn't get picked up. But the following year it did, and that became Ed. Got so it, it was the, that it was that character. Uh, I got to play, play on that, yeah.
0: So so were you going out for, like, just, like, was the goal at that time, like, get on a series? Was it, like, get anything? Was it just sort of, like, what were you going up for when you first kind of, like, out, well, coming out of Galaxy Quest?
1: When I first started out, my mom was an actress, right. and um, so I grew up with a mentality that you just take the jobs. You yeah. go, you whatever job wants you, you, like, immediately say yes, and uh, I don't know. I had no, like, delusions of grandeur. I had no ambition outside of... You know, doing plays and maybe if occasionally getting a commercial to, to right. pay the bills, and because that's what I knew that's those are the actors, all my mom's friends lived that life, and right. you know, so, um, and so the first few jobs were like radio voiceovers, and I was like so ecstatic about that. Then the pilot happened, and the Galaxy, and then it was. And then it was just, I want to keep working. I want to keep doing this. Yeah. I did Galaxy Quest Then a summer camp movie called Happy Campers Right. that we all thought would be, uh, all of us, you know, actors playing counselors, we all thought it would be <laughs> our big, like... This is it. You know, this is it. We, we did it. This is American, American pie. Like, was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look what happened to those guys. Like <laughs> We're set. And I remember they they played it at Sundance, I think, a year or two later. And um, we were... It was a studio movie. It was New Line. And we were up against uh, Wet Hot American Summer, this movie called Wet Hot America. And I was like whatever. And I was you know, so, so snobby about it. I was like, oh, this is a little indie with this like big studio right. movie. And, um, and wet hat is like t- to this day, one of my favorite movies and like, I don't, I, you know, happy cameras kind of came and went. And, uh, so, so after having cameras, I went, the show got picked up and right. I, I started doing it.
0: Does it become easier to reconcile? Like when you get some perspective uh, on the business, like? When you see a finished product and it's not what you imagined yeah. it to be, and you know, God, I still have to do the publicity, and yeah. I know it's not gonna, yeah. it's not gonna resonate because it's not working for me. But, uh, I
1: mean, does that ever get a little bit easier, or is it always just a slog? Um, I, it's, I, I really do try to separate it when that happens. If if you're promoting something that you're not, you know, I f- try to find the positive in it, so yeah. it's not. Complete bullshit. So yeah. I'm not like ghost. I try to really hold on, to but but it's um, it's some of these things are much easier. This is really easy yeah. to do because I it's such a fun, great movie. It's one of the, it, it's something I'm, I, I'm more proud of than anything in, in a long, long time. And so, it's kind of like a relief to to yeah. now finally be able to talk about it. But um, yeah, on the flip side, it's like I don't. I have fun doing whatever I find. I always try to find s- s- some joy in it. And I always think like God so lucky to be sure you know i i do have that i know it's a thing that like you know, I always have to stop and take a side but i have it in, almost constantly like in the back of my mind like i could be in syria i could be you know i go there so i'm always so it makes me a lot happier obviously <laughs> I, I could be out of work i could be no, no, no I, I take could it be in syria <laughs> could have Ebola. Like, I mean, right. on a series still, but in Syria. Right, no, <laughs> Netflix is doing a lot in Syria now. Um, yeah, I go to those places. Or,
0: is the effort, because I know in recent years that like, you, you wrote a movie, I think you're working on another one now. I mean, yeah. was that something that you've been doing all along? Or again, is there a certain point where
1: like, you know, it'd be a smart thing for me to start developing my own material? It, it, it was a bit of both. It was it was that, it was like, this is what, and people I looked up to were doing that and they were generating their own stuff. and And uh, it, it was helping, because I think it's, you know the business and the acting it's all it's such a it, it, you know you're hot once on you're cold yeah. it, it, it really does fluctuate and, and I was getting I am was getting a little tired of being at the mercy of that yeah. you know and and the currency of cool and in, in which is like which dictates everything I mean like uh, which is why I, I was so appreciative of Kevin for reaching out to me because Kevin is one of the few people who get to make movies who, I feel are not necessarily beholden to that right cool factor, and, and um, I just don't think he knows. I don't know. I just doesn't subscribe to it. Um, but I, um, I, I, I feel at this point it, it's just it, it, in order to keep doing what I love doing, you kind of have to yep. generate it on your own a little bit. And I love, and I found I loved writing. I mean, I really, I love to improvise. I love, and I have been doing it in several movies leading up to the one uh, that we wrote, and um, and the one that we're writing now. I'm, I'm actually really excited
0: about. Do you feel it's a badge of honor that you're probably the only actor that's worked with both Britney Spears
1: and Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> yeah, in our films. Some woman, I did the Andy Cohen show last night and somebody in the audience said, uh, you yeah, know, they had questions and, uh, from the audience and she said, uh, and she was sounding like a very sweet southern lady and she said, I just, uh, hi, hi to everyone, I just have to ask you, if you could, in one word, just tell me, what was it like making out with Lindsay Lohan? And I was like, it took the weirdest turn. I thought you were going to ask me about, like, do I, do I bake? You know? uh, How would you describe her breasts in one yeah. word? <laughs> are, they as, are they as buoyant and friendly as I imagine? What did you say? Um, I, I said something like, goo. It was some weird sound. I, I couldn't think of a word, just one word. Um, but yeah, Britney and
0: and and the old... I mean, both of them were also the timing-wise, especially probably Britney at the time. That was like the height of insanity for her. Yeah. Did you did it feel like you were in the middle, like like you weren't working with, with an actress, you were working with a brand at the time, and that it was?
1: Um... Um, I yeah. It, well, it's funny. It, do, it did. There was a build-up all around it, and um, when I met her, she was in the makeup trailer. She was so just sweet and Southern and kind of just, you know, like, it was just disarming. Yeah. So I, all of that went out the window. And I was just talking to her and we were making fart jokes and uh, whatever you do and, right. you know, as as you do. Um, so <laughs> you win the hearts of the actresses you're like, gonna make yeah. out with. Really charming. <laughs> hey, nice to meet you, Britney Spears. <laughs> One day out for like, like 10 minutes. All right, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, uh, that painted a weird picture of our first meeting. But, um, <laughs> But I, I saw her years later at. Uh, I saw her out at. Um, it was some burlesque shows. I remember when like burlesque was like a thing from it, like, like, and she was having a rough time. It was during that you know that that whole time. Yeah. We all know about it. You can flash to the <laughs> images of it. It's chronicled, and I like. I have such a- a- unbelievable sympathy for her because, I, just having gotten. A sliver of a fraction oh, of sure. the people that the, the top right following you around I can't imagine what that does at a certain level to your psyche because yeah. I just can't imagine so I'll preface this story by like saying I fully understand uh, so we were I, I'm watching the show and I and, and Brittany comes in with and I hadn't seen her since we shot Crossroads it was this was like four years and she comes in with her with a bunch of friends and and she's in my eyeline to the stage almost she's like off to this side and i'm watching the stage and i she's not even facing she's facing away from the stage she's facing out and she's with her friends and they're kind of drinking and i and i my friend was like should she go over and say something and i was like i'm not going to say anything and i kind of glanced over and the strobe lights going so it was a little hard to see and i was looking at her and i was i realized she was wearing her dress seemed a little odd just different and i was like huh like noticing the dress and the strobe light, it was like, again, it was like hard to see. And then I realized, all, and this all happened within maybe two seconds, I realized that it wasn't her dress that was weird, it was that her boob was just out.
0: True.
1: Her friend realized that I <laughs> was watching her yep. dress and, and w- tried to immediately yeah. put Pull it back, back into yeah, the true. thing. Yeah. <laughs> While I was somehow tr- from across the room with strobe lights and burlesque trying to convey like, I wasn't like, I don't know, it was a boom. Was we a, worked together. We worked across It was a dress. <laughs> I thought it was a design. <laughs> so so my, so, my, so my friend afterwards is like, you got to go say something to her. Like, gotta, and at this point, I'm not, I'm not like, I want to like see her because it's been so long. I want to almost maybe apologize to one of the friends. Right. Really? So I went up to her and the friend's just like, Closed in on her like as I walked up like the Imperial guards, you know, like when the Emperor's <laughs> running, just like nope uh, And I was like, oh no, And I was, it was the, one of the lamest moments in my life. I was like we actually worked together I just wanted to and she, and as I was like I don't know how I don't know how I was gonna explain to the friend that I was just looking at the, I didn't realize her boob was a Britney season and she's like, he's like, oh, hey, she was so sweet and I remembered and uh, nice person Wow, I well, think really nice. t- taking us down a horribly awkward road. <laughs> that sorry. ended I'm in a sorry. sweet way. No,
0: it was. I just felt cathartically in pain during that. <laughs> I needed to get it out. Okay, good, good. Um, clearly, you have Star Wars on the brain. We've talked about it a couple times. So what do you think about Episode Seven? How are you feeling? You feel I confident? am so excited. it's good.
1: Uh, so so much so. I, after hearing, I've been listening to Kevin Smith's podcast now, and he does one. Um, Oh, about God visiting sir. Yeah, set? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, where he describes how emotionally God got from being there. And I I, I I, trust him. Kevin's a very honest person. Like, yeah. I don't think he would have, he'd be, like, overselling. He has no reason to, like, oversput and, and Oscar Isaacs and the people that got to do it are, like, great actors. I just, and J.J. Abrams is awesome. Yeah. So, anyone, I don't, how could it not be I know. Great? I have high hopes. Are
0: you, how negative are you on prequels? Because I last week's podcast was with Simon Pegg, who I've battled with over the years. Because and this is going to sound controversial, I don't hate the prequels. I don't love them, but oh, there are yeah. elements that I find all right.
1: There, like I said earlier, there are, I can always find I, <laughs> the good in things. Uh, look, you're like Luke. You see the good in your father that has turned. Exactly. When I'm watching the prequels, I think, ugh. The, with the jar jar. Nick, but <laughs> with, like, with the jar we're jar not in Syria. Jar. That's what I heard. <laughs> um, I, I, Michael Ian Black used to call me Jar Jar Bings, which is the most insulting thing. Why
0: would he call me He why thought he I looked
1: a, a little bit like him, I guess. Which I, I guess I do. I, I feel, have like sort of a. I, I, I'm, not,
0: I'm just going to say it. I'm not going to do it because I've done it for so many people, but I do a really good Jar Jar Bings. Oh. Maybe I'll do it afterwards because I feel like I do it too much on camera now and people are starting to hate me
1: for it. I, I okay, <laughs> now I'm so, okay, don't do it then, but. Um, me so Can you say me, me so horny? Me so horny. oh, more than my <laughs> horny. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. That's really good. Thank you. Do you do any of the Frank Oz voice, any Muppets? No, know? not really, because well, it sounds like. You know, oh, yeah, but, uh, I need to work on it. I s- I've spent a lot of time developing that. That's really good. Thank, Thank you. Shit, well what you, done. You do voices quite well. You're a good mimic, clearly. I, I, I enjoy it. I was always the only people that I really like. It's the highest form of flattery. I got, um, yeah, I I, I got in, not in trouble from Matt Dillon, but a little bit like. <laughs> I feel
0: admired. like Matt Dillon wouldn't have a sense of humor about that. He does, He's but a serious.
1: he he is serious. But he was, um, we were on set, and and I had been. Uh, he was talking to me about something. Uh, Team America: World Police had just come out, right? And he was saying, you know, you know, hey man, I don't think it's. I think it's too soon, I, I, he, he had a problem with the movies and and, um, and one of the makeup ladies came over to, to get me to go back to the trailer and she said, Justin, we need you back into the trailer. I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, oh, by the way, did you do your impression for Matt? For Matt? Oh, he does an impression. And I was like... And you know, he's an intimidating guy. So I was like, no, I don't... he's like, what's this? Yeah? You do an impression? And I was like, no, I don't... Let me see it, man. I want to see it. So I... I did my impression of Matt, for Matt, and uh, but I did like a half-hearted. You know, you don't oh, yeah, want to be yeah. like. Matt does this a lot. <laughs> hey man, does like, does like does he's
0: keeping his bodily like everything in place or yeah, what? Yeah, like I don't know, just know if it's grabbing at him.
1: I don't know what it is. He do, Hey, listen, man. <laughs> and uh, and so he goes. I did it, and he's like, and she's laughing, and he goes, "It doesn't sound anything like me, man." Hey Sheila, come over here. <laughs> and he called somebody over to do. Di- hey, do it again, kid. Hey, listen to this. Does this sound like me? And I'm like, happy to do it. And then get to, all these people kept coming up. Yeah, I guess. I don't know <laughs> no, man, it doesn't sound like me, man. But I've worked with them. I, I, I love them. Uh, I only do people that I like. Really? You must do Rockwell. Uh, yeah, I do a good Rockwell. only Rockwell. Well, you asked me something as Rockwell. Um, so what, when
0: did you meet uh, Justin? Do you remember the first time? We, we met on Galaxy Quest.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, See, are you proud of that movie? It's fucking awesome. <laughs> The movie's fucking awesome! Yeah, we. Yeah, that was a good. Uh, I just did Green Mile. Oh, right. <laughs> and it was. Yeah, it was different, man. It was, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, I feel like every time I see him, it's always like, hey, man. Like, oh, little... hey. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that guy, Josh. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. That's disturbingly good. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: amazing. Um, in our remaining moments, you notice the sketchy, weird Indiana Jones fedora. I don't just keep this here for... This is not part of my fashion. Uh, this has some random questions in it. Okay. Should we do a few random Please? questions? Let's see what happens. You, you get to
1: choose okay. your own fate. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. When was the last time I cried? I, I got... Teary. I didn't openly weep, but I did get a little teary during um, uh, during Boyhood. Yeah,
0: during I can boyhood. see that. A few moments
1: uh, when Patricia Arquette says, I, "I thought there would be more," and I thought, oh, geez. I just thinking about it. Uh, yeah, Richard Linklater. We'll do a couple more. He got me again. Uh, I wish I were better at, at pool. I wish I could play pool well. I wish I were better at the guitar. A lot of things. I feel like <laughs> Skilo. I, w- I wish I were a little bit taller. Um, I wish I could grow better facial hair. Yeah, exactly. The middle. Though. Yeah, I really do, though. I mean, all joking I wish I could grow great. Did you to...
0: have it? Wait, it was Conspirator? Did you have any? everybody yes, had that crazy. was fake. Hey,
1: was it fake? Yeah. Okay. And uh, that was Redford appro- <laughs> approved. Are <that laughs> you throwing
0: Robert Redford under Bob. the bus now?
1: He, Bob. He made everyone call him Bob. That's how cool he was. He. Uh, that's the one thing when I showed up to set, I was like, what's he like? You know, what's he... And everyone said the same thing, like, he's going to make you call him Bob, like when you meet him. that's The first thing he says is, please call me Bob. So I, I, I met him, and I had the mustache on, they were testing it, and he came and saying, hey, Justin, uh, hi, Mr. Redford, uh, thanks for being here, uh, I've been looking at the mustache, and, and he never corrected me and made me call him Bob. So first day on set, I'm, I'm like overusing his name. I'm like, okay, Mr. Redford, thank you, Mr. Redford, right <laughs> over here, Mr. Redford, <laughs> waiting for like him to, and I'm like getting paranoid, like does he not, what is it about me, I mean like everyone, PAs, craft service guys, yeah. like, hey Bob, hey Bob, and I'm still with Mr. Redford, and, and like a couple days in, he, I said, uh, Mr. Redford, and he said, Justin, in front of everyone, Justin, please, it's Bob, I told you, call me Bob, and he was like kind of offended, oh, Wow. as if he had told me, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, oh, oh, you didn't tell Anyway, what's your question? And and but he had, he had never told me. I like would have remembered screaming, screaming. Call me my Bob <laughs> the one time Redford Little <laughs> Storms <lives> upset. And <laughs> kid won't call me Bob. It's too goddamn formal. <laughs> um uh, finish strong. Oh, okay. Karaoke, question mark. Please. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, Neil Diamond, uh, Johnny Cash. Are you competitive uh, or is it about the no. fun? No, no, it's just about, uh, I, I do a, um, a version of Jolene, kind of a deeper version. Uh, you and Dolly basically have the same vocal yes. range, right? Yes, so we, uh, we've often been compared. Have uh, you ever been know. to Dollywood? No, uh, but I, I just got, about it. I got a question about her wrong. On some other show they said, uh, Dolly pardons boobs, how, how big are they? And I, I guessed uh, triple Ds, okay. and uh, I guess they're just double Ds. So I thought. I never thought. I thought. I. I never thought I'd have that, that moment where I thought,
0: <laughs> Billy Parton's flatter than I thought. And she's a little
1: flatter. And those two often don't go. Yeah, in the no. same, Those thoughts no. don't go in the same sentence.
0: What show was that?
1: Uh. <laughs> it was. It Sesame was. Uh, it was Sesame Street. What was it? Yeah. it was Blues <laughs> <laughs> clues. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, it's always a pleasure to see you, my I friend. I we, I have, uh, always a blast talking to you. Um, if. For no other reason that we we spread we proselytized love and death today as well as Tusk. Yeah, um, good. B- both important. Both important movies. Yeah. No, congratulations. Tusk is um, is honestly it's it's insane. It is unique. It's fun. It is super disturbing. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, you guys did a great job. with Thank it, you. Oh. <laughs> it's good to see you, it, buddy. It's good to see you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, man.